This fella Ronaldo is a cop. I don't care what he goes. I thought he, yeah. he was fucking dreadful. Lord Liddell, he's a guy who ran away and left his wife for a young one. Welcome back, everybody, to the Liquid Football Podcast. <laughs> Don't throw Chris Packard at the microphone. I'll celebrate how I want to celebrate. Yeah. No, that's not celebrate. That's you being a bitch. Right now, no, right now, like all bets are off. Like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I'm an yeah. Arsenal fan. This is what happens. Right. Even we do what we want. We do what we want. We do what we want. This is be played out from the back, fuckhead. <laughs> this is what happens. You give them two beers and they just go completely run raucous, like you know. I want to play crisp frisbee. Yeah. Two, could, uh, two, two, two beers and three goals. Do that and do that. Yeah. So, moving swiftly on, uh, time for our hand of cod, ladies and gentlemen. Woohoo! Rachel, would you like to go first? I believe you have a doozy. Mark Sampson. Hmm. Tell me all about Mark Sampson. Mark Sampson came to the fore as a kind of an unknown England ladies manager, mm-hmm. the Lionesses. And um, after no one had heard about him before, he. Uh, did really well with England. And it was the last World It was the World Cup in Canada, wasn't it? Yeah, the 2015 World Cup in Canada got to third place and he was hailed as this genius and he spoke about how together the squad was and at the time, uh, from like the media outlook of everything, everything was just fantastic. Mm. Behind the scenes though, Eddie Aluko was fighting a battle of pretty like continuous racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kenny Luco, who at the time was playing for Chelsea, was one of the top scorers in the league, was on flying form. And she was getting some games at the World Cup, which, you know, with squad rotation was kind of, that's okay, it can be explained away. Yeah, it's a tournament. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. tournament. She's not going to play every minute of every game. Um, yeah, and Sanderson, who was having a pretty decent season over in America at the time, I can't remember what team she was playing for, was also was actually not getting any minutes but mm-hmm. compared to the squad that she was playing up against it was kind of a thing of uh, well that's to be expected look there's Jodie Taylor who's on fucking flying form yeah. you've got Ellen White and then you've got Leanne Sanderson all going for the same position so someone's going yeah. to have to lose out and so it wasn't particularly obvious to anybody watching from the outside that there was anything going on on the inside mm. but what was happening was Mark Sampson had kind of uh made a couple of racist comments which Eni Luko called him out on. This was by text. it was on text messages as well as I recall, isn't it? Um well it was actually at training. Mm. Uh he made a reference to her work rate and the fact that uh she needed to improve it because it's not in her culture to be hard working. Mm. Um when she wrote into the what I think there was a WhatsApp message group sent in saying, Did anyone else hear this tonight? Yeah. The only person who backed her up with this was Leanne Sanderson. Mm-hmm. And from that she then started getting quietly quite badly treated by Mark Sampson. Mm. And she went basically to the head of the FA and they swept under the rug and paid her compensation and he was then eventually when it was all came out in the media as to what went on mm. He was completely at fault and he went. He was sacked as England manager and he was forced to go to training on how to not be a yes. racist. <laughs> now, uh, why is he back in the news, Rachel? Back in the news? How do you even start training like that? <laughs> how to not be a racist? I feel it's like Clockwork Orange where they've got yeah. their eyes wide <laughs> open. Just like, and just Barack Obama. It's like, it's so sound. <laughs> yes. it's so sound. Barack Obama, then there's the equal signs with the line through it and then there's a picture like a monkey. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Do not refer to him as a monkey. Yes. Because yeah. the same. whole of um, Italian fans need to have a look at that. Yeah, all Italian fans. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, and all Serbian fans and all Polish fans and <laughs> all Montenegrin fans. Yeah. Which is even weirder because, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's back in the news for, guess what? Being racist. Holy shit. Making more racist comments with his new team, which is... Stevenage Borough. Yeah. Um, you know, 
quite a come down from England's greatest ever manager. Leeds, Bomber Lee 2, baby. And to Stephen Edge, and now he's been reprimanded by the FA yet again. Mm-hmm. And he is my cut of the week because fuck you, Mark Sampson. But it's also because of that. The, the reason that it this wound up so much is because uh, he's been on staff since July there. He was, he was one of the coaches there at Stevenage. But they sacked the, the manager, Dino Samprio, uh, which we'll get to with the P45 crew, and he was a replacement for mm. Samprio. So it around the time of him making these like racial remarks, he was getting promoted, essentially, yeah. to being the Stevenage manager. So if anything, it's a triple fall from Samson being a dick, the FA being lame, and Stevenage going, Brexit what? Racism what? Hello? Yeah. Sorry, we're football? What? Actually, that leads quite, uh, quite handily into my card of the week, who would be Samson's... Uh, sitting next to Samson on that FA education course, which is Peter Beardsley. Oh! Yes! Yes! It's a ban from everything relating to football, football activities and football everything, including <laughs> pro- hopefully watching football for 22 weeks, mm. after being found guilty on three charges of racially abusing his own players while coaching the under-23 Newcastle team. Uh, let's see the comments. Oh, yeah. So, that's great. Um... Yes, he called. Yeah, he called the player a monkey during a game of head tennis. Um, when he took all the, t- he took the, <laughs> he took the team on a team building trip to an outdoor adventure park called Go Ape, and told the black players that you should be used to that. Fucking hell! On a team building trip. Jesus He's Christ! Fucking waved this in. He was all, That was one charge, by the way. He was then found guilty of questioning the legitimacy of a black player's age. Uh, saying that it was a negative stereotype that black... Oh, yeah, he was questioning the legitimacy of their age, saying that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Black like Africans commit fraud as to their age. Yeah. Um, it's fucking horrendous. Like, So, yeah, he's been banned from everything um, football-related until the end of April 2020 and has been ordered to attend an FA education course. Has he been suspended or sacked from Newcastle? Because I feel like he's just been suspended. He quit. He quit, yes. He quit before he... He quit and then he was kicked out... The, he was kicked... wasn't kicked out the door... He quit, and then he was kicked in the arse halfway down the car park. Mm. So, yeah. It's funny, because I was even, watching... Even worse, yeah. right? This is, this is the thing, right? This is the same thing with the Aluko thing, right? Mm. In that there, there's so much kind of... Um, sort of... There's so much uh, sweeping under the rug. So mm. much um, enabling yeah. of it. Mm. Yeah. So much enabling of it. Because check this shit. This is actually in the middle of the comment. One person who said they had witnessed the monkey comment stated, I don't think Peter meant that it was a racist. But he came out looking bad as it was a directed at a black player. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Mm. And I think I've, I've said this before. Aubameyang at the Spurs game... Got bananas thrown at him. Got a banana thrown at him. And the Spurs fan claimed it wasn't the racist gesture. He just wanted to throw something at him. And as it turns out, the kid next to him had just finished eating the banana. So he picked up the skin and fucked it at him. And I'm going, wait a minute. Do you not get the racial connotations of throwing a banana at a black player? Yeah. And there we have somebody at Newcastle... Who apparently said, "Oh, overlooks the supposed racist, the supposedly non-racist connotation of calling a black player a monkey." And I'm going, "Are these people? What planet are these fucking people on?" Do they all go to the same school as? Um, well, they're all on the same education course. As uh, who was your man who did the Hitler salute? Oh, Hennessy. Hennessy, yeah. Hennessy. I'm like, are you seriously telling me he did not know the Hitler? Like knowing the English education system, it is entirely possible that but they that's, don't know that. But you know. Regardless of the education system, there's also every social media or every media out there. Every utterance of the word Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, he seems like a fucking god, yeah? It's funny because I was watching, I caught a bit of the Sunday supplement, which I don't typically watch, but they were talking about Peter Beardsley on it. Yeah. And they were saying, the point they were kind of make uh, with the the journalists that were there, which are normal kind of journalist hacks, they were saying like, you know, they're eulogizing the fact that Peter Beardsley is such a great footballer. And you're just the tone was basically it's such a shame he's a racist. Yeah. And the one if you, of the if one you look the, at the comments under the announcement, the BBC announcing him oh, getting sacked. The comments were like, uh, the comments were he he what he said wasn't even that bad. Yeah. World's gone mad. PC. It's gammon. <laughs> like, what? It's the I'm gammon like, brigade. You don't fucking then, pay attention to and them. And then he weighed in himself because Beardsley not only said that he didn't make those things, <laughs> he made the assertion that the three black players had made up the allegations. Because they were motivated by financial greed. <laughs> Which is even a, a bigger, bigger fucking stereotype. Yeah. he implica- shit. He implicated the agent of two of them for saying that he must have known that what he did didn't have a shred of evidence. Oh my God. Then That's was, impressive. Then he was pressed about that evidence. He didn't withdraw them. Well, pressed about this during his evidence giving, he didn't withdraw them. So he still maintains that the three players made up the fact. 
that he made racist comments towards that were witnessed by other people, even though those other people somehow didn't find them racist. I think <laughs> the, the FA, the English FA, and not just the English FA, yeah. but like the English FA get a lot of stick for it because they are so, like they have to kick it out. Yeah, um, like the it, it's always it's always a very reactionary thing with their racism policy. It's like when something bad racism happens, then they get to kick it out guys out, then put them back into the box, and then whenever the next whenever the inevitable next racist thing I mean, happens, it's all very kind of look at all the bells and whistles we're doing to get rid of racism when they and, it, but it, and it's not proactive. No, you know? it's not. No, it's reactive rather than proactive. Absolutely, and, yeah. and yeah. that's the way they want to keep it too. And it's yeah. not even very well reactive. No, it's like not. when they react, people look at them and go, honestly, that's what you fucking even bother. Yeah. <laughs> very true very true and it's 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 a pity because that's the kind of the tone that people have been taking with the Beardley situation in particular it's just like but he was such a good player it's like they're not mutually exclusive like it's not like there's a like there's a footballer that you can idolise and so forth but there is that other side to people as well you know like it, it, not everyone's at face value not everyone's a good footballer there is an individual behind it you know mm. like a lot of people like in Liverpool and also it not, doesn't matter the guy could be the fucking second coming to Pele that doesn't make it okay, Exactly, yeah. That's the thing. Like, So the argument is so flawed in a sense because they they keep bringing up as a, someone like a weird like defence mechanism. Oh, but he was such a good player. It's like, so? what What's your point? Well, you played with Black Blackberry before. Again, what is your point? <laughs> it, like, it, it defeats the purpose. Like, oh. That's so who's annoying. your card of the week? My card of the week comes from... It's actually a little spoiler. Are we going for the racism triple shot? I'm afraid not, lads. I'll let you down there. I'm, so, I'm no sorry. No, I'm afraid not. No. <laughs> In all fairness, it's not as if we're spoiled. But actually, we are spoiled. We are spoiled yeah, twice. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. No, my uh, my card comes from uh, a little bit of a spoiler for Europe Vision later on because I uh, spent the weekend or most of my week watching uh, PSG Real Madrid. Oh, I think I know where this is going. And my card is Zinedine Zidane. Zizou. But yes. He's such a good footballer. He's such a good <laughs> footballer. Do you know what he is? He's a fucking shit manager, and I'm happy to say that Zinedine Zidane. Get this Real Madrid stance. He is the most overrated manager in football history. Three I'm counting in a row. fuck off. No. <laughs> I'll tell you why he, I'll tell you why they won three Champions League in a row. Cristiano Ronaldo. Pretty much, yeah. And Chris, and Gareth Bale and Karen Benzema and Marcello and Casemiro. The team he has But don't they already have don't they have that team already? Well, they, they have the remnants of it, right? But here's the thing. The the difference between this Real Madrid side, the team I've seen that basically looked at our team and go, oh, that's cute. And then just like Bale walks in, overhead kick, wins the Champions League so easily. Mm. And the team I saw against PSG is chalk and cheese. It's by far the worst Real Madrid team I've ever seen. They were they were quite hilariously bad. Like. And the, the problem with it is like, okay, you can take, you can put, attribute a lot to it down to Ronaldo leaving and that kind of like, that cult of personality leaving Real and no one really replacing it because... The whole narrative with Real Madrid, and it is a very nasty narrative that spun there about Gareth Bale, is that he's not into football. It's like, okay, fine, like, take out his like his golfing or whatever it is, or his injury proneness. Like, for me, Gareth Bale is still a magnificent football player, a man who could just turn it on in a fucking sixpence. He's so talented, he's so athletic, he's so terrifying on the pitch. But the problem is that being at Real Madrid has made him kind of like it's I would call it like a Michael Owen effect. He's he being at Real Madrid has made him hate football. And I think Zinedine Zidane, through my perception of how he manages, is good bit partial to that. Because I was watching the PSG game, and the two best players on the pitch for Real Madrid were Gareth Bale and James Rodriguez. And the two players that Zinedine Zidane fucking hates in his Real Madrid team are Gareth Bale and James Rodriguez. The rest of the players are completely switched off. They're not interested. I watched that match, and I saw just how fucking horrendously easy their midfield were just being bypassed. And that's what upsets me more. Paris Saint-Germain were just waltzing through And that made me think, oh, another player he doesn't like is Danny Ceballos. Really would have helped him in that match. Absolutely. Can I just throw it in that uh, PSG actually didn't play any of their usual... No, all their all their, their three strikers were gone. They yeah, were all there no because Neymar, of Mbappé. Yeah. They had no um, Mbappé. Mbappé and they had no Cavani. Cavani, yeah. And, but from a PSG point of view, they played a lot better than they usually do. Yeah. Like a lot of... I was listening to a podcast during the week where they spoke about how... I think it was a Guardian mm. podcast. They spoke about how the PSG fans were actually hailing the fact that none of those three big personalities were playing. Yeah. Which allowed the actual... The, kind of the, 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 the workers to kind of get in. Yeah. And to, yeah. Get, to get a bit of, I don't know, like, you know, 
recognition for that's, their That's work. actually quite surprising because they fucking love Mbappe to the point where Neymar wants out because he's never going to get in ahead of a Parisian. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And the thing, and going back to, to Zizou on this, I feel like, because he's had to come in basically, like, like Real Madrid have had a terrible like year. Uh, basically, post he, was a, he was the rescue squad. He was the rescue squad, exactly, because they brought Lobotegui in and he shit the bed straight away. Just, that no one liked him in the team. The There's players. So matter in beds in this podcast. Oh, it's incredible, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, the, the curry and gravy together at last. Uh, that's actually, yeah, that's what happens with curry and gravy. Exactly, yeah. Um, so all the, none of the players like Lopetegui so they got rid of him right and then they were promoted um, Solari who was the uh, <laughs> let's hope not that's why I was talking over it um, so they were they got they put in promoted Solari then as their Real Madrid B coach he was there and nobody liked him because he wasn't getting results mm-hmm. well actually no they did like him but because they had basically again shit the bet against Ajax um, they got Zidane in to basically go, yes, now we have Zidane back in. Are you happy? No, you're not, because he's not fucking happy either. Yeah. It can, it's abundantly clear. He who doesn't like a get, team. Who can they get in to replace Zidane? Probably Allegri. Pochettino. Allegri? No. Pochettino? Ooh. It's Poch. I guarantee you they're waiting for Poch to basically say, I'm here, come and get me. So are Man U. Yeah, but that's it's, it's a race between the two, I think. Mm. I honestly do think so, because when you look at Zidane, the, the players that were there, that killer fucking Champions League winning team, they're like to Marcello. Casemiro, oh, I think I rate as the best number six in the world mm-hmm. based off how he's able to go, right, defend the ball, pass the ball, oh, fuck it, I'll just hit it from 40 yards and score. Mm. He's brilliant. He keeps like Fernandinho and Fabinho out of the team. Fabinho has to play right back for Brazil because Casemiro is so good at number six. Yeah. And Fabinho is a brilliant player at yeah. that position. So you have those players like Cruz, completely unmotivated. Benzema, who's very solid as a key as a player, all all good. He's well. even managed to undermine Modric. Yeah, what I think is probably one of the most honest footballers I've ever fucking yeah, witnessed. Absolutely, he's somebody who literally goes, "I'm being paid huge amounts of cash to do what I love, so I'm going to put my everything into mm, it." Yeah, and even he doesn't look motivated. And even like, what the fuck? And even Ramos, who Ramos wasn't playing this in this PSG game, but even outside of those games. He looks like a passenger in that Real Madrid team now. He looks like he's completely well, unmotivated. Well, if you've seen any of his previous photos, he's making his own reality TV yeah. show where he looks like half the time he's dressed up like an extra from Peaky Blinders. Exactly. Like he's just he's completely switched off from football. Like if anything, that's what Real Madrid looks like. They look completely unmotivated. They look like they hate football. But the people that are still that are new in the team, well, like Hazard, who are trying. It's a Netflix documentary. Oh, let's hope so. No, yeah. he's already done a six-parter. No, 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 I wasn't joking about his own reality TV show. He does actually have yeah. the real life of Sergio Ramos. It's six episodes. Yeah. Is it so, Can we watch it? Yeah, absolutely. You can I watch it. I think it's on Amazon Echo, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the real house husbands of the Bernabeu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the champions by Bleacher Report. Oh, I can't believe that's actually real. Oh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm fucking telling you. But yeah, um, but, um, I, I, just saw, I just saw the Real Madrid team and I looked at the fact that, that Bale actively was trying was by far the best player on the pitch and had actually scored, but ruled out by VAR. Uh, it was a handball, which is fair enough. But despite being the best player on the pitch by a country mile, he was still taken off for Luka Jovic, who he doesn't like. He tried to sell off in the transfer window after they assigned him. The thing, the thing about Sedan is he made a cardinal rule of the instant he walked into a team, he started trying to alienate as many people as he possibly could. And that's very much the he case. He dislikes Bale. And the funny thing is, he doesn't dislike Bale because he doesn't like Bale as a player. He doesn't like Bale as a person. Yeah. Um, actually, most of the team don't like Bale. Uh, the Real Madrid. After, what, has he been five, six years at Real? About that, yeah. Yeah. He still can barely speak Spanish. Mm. Um, he doesn't go out with the team. Like, they all like to go to, like, nightclubs. Because yeah. they don't start training until, like, 10 a.m. Yeah. So they actually all go out to nightclubs. Now, they don't get hammered. But they sit around in nightclubs and they drink coffee or water until like midnight. Mm. Where he's in bed by like half nine, ten o'clock. I don't find anything wrong with that. Every single There's fucking, nothing wrong with that. That's the dream. That's yeah. the dream. There's know? nothing wrong with keeping yourself in like decent fucking shape. You know. You know. Yeah, and I'm working on English time in a sense. The, the problem is like the non-Spanish speaking thing as well. He just doesn't. He doesn't mix with the team. Yeah. So um. But I would argue that a sign of a good manager or a sign of a good coach is been able to bring all of your elements to that team and making it better. Not even that. The fact that you have ostracised one of your best players, and still in my opinion, I still rate Bale a lot. Oh, no, no, he's fantastic. Do, is is he sign of a bad manager? That's the thing. He's not ostracised because he's a bad player. And that's okay. Yeah. You can do that. He's ostracised because he just doesn't really like him as a, rate him as a person. Yeah. But has realised this is the only person who I can feel that I will reliably get shit out of. 
But at the time, I just I can't stand the sight of him in a fucking Real yeah. jersey. They were only polite to play him because he had yeah. so many players that injured. Like, he doesn't really like anybody. No. He hates Danny Ceballos, which, by the way, I'm delighted about. He sold Cherishev as well. Yeah. They, they didn't he, give him much of a apparently chance. Apparently, they, uh, they offered Ceballos, rumour on the rumour, they offered Ceballos to us 50 million. Mm. Um, and hopefully now we'll and I'd be right in saying that Hazard wasn't one of his guys either but Florentino Perez went over his head and signed him and Jovic as well Jovic Hazard is brilliant Hazard is a fantastic player if you can't get anything out of Eden Hazard just stop playing football altogether yeah you know if you can't even play on FIFA well when you're controlling Eden Hazard you stop playing FIFA yeah that is why I stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> Get me for 20 out now. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's gone in. We're not, we're, not, we're, not we're not sponsored. Yeah. Hashtag non-spawn. Yeah. He's gone in, he's alienated most of his team. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's alienated most of his best players. Yeah. And now he's trying to cobble together a team that hates each other, hates the manager, and there's just this fucking cauldron, seething cauldron of real hatred and real bitterness around them. But that, that's the thing. But, but I feel like Zidane is not actually taking that on. He's blaming... The likes of Bale or the likes oh, well, of for being bad feeding, influences. That's just, that's just feeding into yeah. that feeds into the negative spiral. Yeah, you know, in that he's caused he's caused this upset, and now he's blaming it on everybody else. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, guys, let's hand out our cards. Uh, I will go first, and I will give it to Mark Sampson. I was going to go with that as well. I can't vote for my own. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So uh, Rachel wins again. <laughs> um, I would put my vote in for season. Um, mm. Like Beardsley, I um, I just feel just too similar to my card. So. <laughs> I was actually, I voted for your one because it was so similar to my one. I was like, I can't offer up a racism based card <laughs> and then not vote for another racism based one. Yeah, you got a point yeah, there. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's good you didn't follow my logical reasoning on that though. Yeah. Turn cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I win, so I don't care. Yes. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Three, two. <laughs> Any case, uh, it's, it's the one segment you're going to win this time around, I can say that yeah. much. Um, but before we get to the stat attack, we have a few more uh, orders of business. First up, Far Wars. Funny you mentioned that, Neil, because we had a very quiet week in match day five and then a very busy week in match day six. Let me tell you all about it. So, Sheffield United were the only team affected by VAR in match day five. They had a goal disallowed for a handball, I believe. I can't recall. Um, which is quite pertinent for them when it comes to the VAR Wars league table. But before we get to that, match day six, Sheffield United, congratulations to you, by the way. And um, you got a goal given by VAR mm-hmm. because um, the whole, like, Jordan Pickford having tiny arm syndrome. Um, that was checked by VAR to make sure there wasn't any fouls or infrictions. And no, no handballs, no fouls. Goal given by VAR. So Sheffield United, their first goal was a, is a point. And I think the only the third team so far this season to, to earn a benefit. point to earn a point from VAR wars from by our own rules. Um, Bournemouth had a goal disallowed by VAR in their game against Southampton. Chelsea had a goal disallowed, um, but offside in our game against Liverpool today. Leicester had a goal ruled out as well because of the, I think it was someone's knee 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 bar on knee fucking pad on offside. I can't recall. I think I can't remember who was offside for Leicester. I think it was Tielemans. Tielemans, yeah. Yeah, um, Spurs in the same game. Son was offside uh, for the REA goal, uh, and then that was it for match day six. So I think it was five VAR events in that one. So quite busy. Um, so Sheffield United, Chelsea, Spurs, Leicester, they all joined the scoreboard being affected by VAR. Wolves have been affected, but they're um, they're at zero. Still leading VAR wars, well I say leading, <laughs> is Brighton with minus two. So bad luck, lads. It's just, they just don't like it, yeah. don't fancy it. Mm-hmm. Um, still a half a table unaffected by VAR, but that will change, yes. no doubt. So next order of business is, get the guns ready lads, T45 crew. <laughs> I've had to, embarrassingly, I've had to run VAR on my own uh, P45 crew table because I made a mistake last time oh. I was here. Yes. So, 
you re- you might probably not recall and Kevin Bond resigning from Southend United in League One. Do you remember? No, 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 no you don't follow no, League One at no, all. No, 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 no okay. No. Right, I had, uh, mistakenly said that uh, their last game was against uh, Portsmouth or sorry against Rochdale. And that is not the case. Their last result was against Leighton Orient, which is a 2-0 loss in the EFL Trophy. Everyone forgets about the EFL Trophy. So, sorry, um, Rochdale, that point's been rescinded yeah. and given What's to Leighton Orient. the EFL Trophy? It's the John Stones Paint Trophy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Paint. what they call it now. The yeah. one below is the milk cup. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Leighton Orient, congratulations. You ha- <laughs> now have... The have to get it off the news. <laughs> <laughs> Make it loose about this house. Um So, Leighton Orient, you officially have a confirmed kill. <laughs> I'm not using that. Maynard's. I wasn't. Uh, you were doing the chicken dance yeah, oh, The Maynard's yeah. ad from 1994. Yeah, and you're doing the chicken dance to it. Yeah. No, it was a moose loose. Yeah, but what? You went into the chicken dance. You went. We can run the tape back. We can do bar on this if you want to. Yeah. We're just going to get caught out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you. It's staying yeah. in. I'm the editor. <laughs> For a section that we're going to just go, nah, delete that. <laughs> delete your we, account. We come across like a tosser. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I don't come across a tosser with all the interludes I've been using from the 90s as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're both coming across bad. Any case, two... Um, uh, murders from the P45 crew. I have the Angry Beavers theme song in my head. <laughs> I don't know why I agreed to do this podcast. I just it's like dealing with children. Yeah, the, the villain match is actually broken. Yeah, that's what. In exactly much the same way we broke Wofford, <laughs> and then they went and shipped the fuckload of goals to Cite. So this is what this is. This is a whole circle. So the of, villa game yeah. has broken us. So our next podcast is going to be great. Yep, clearly that's, that's how that's how it works. So apparently. entertaining. Yes. <laughs> For people who hate Arsenal. <laughs> yes, you're one viewer. Um, thank you for listening, by the way. Viewer on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> so September 9th, Dino Mamria, as we were talking, was sacked by Stephen Edgeborough after seven losses and seven games of League Two season, replaced by the interim manager Mark Sampson. The last game in charge was a four-two loss to Cheltenham Town. So Cheltenham get a get a point. And the most they recent horses? Do they just play against horses? No, no, no. They, they, they are actually a football club. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But they do actually play at the racecourse ground. Fun fact. So. But did they run around chasing a rabbit? No. No, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is the level we're on here. We're confusing horses for dogs here now. Is that the idea? Rabbits. And rabbits. We've just explained how broken we are. <laughs> it's very the, evident. The, the mental breakdown wasn't actually averted by that 3 2 result. No, it was not. I think eventually it was exaggerated. <laughs> so, the most recent second, because I haven't checked Twitter yet, uh, Oldham sacked their manager, Lauren Benid, and replaced him with former Stephen manager, Dino Mamria. The last game in charge was a two-all draw with Scunthorpe United. So, for him. we still do not have a leader for P45 crew yet. Blackpool, Fulham, Tranmere, Leighton, Newcastle, Cheltenham and Scunthorpe uh, all on the point so far. Okay. So, that yeah. City will probably well, be joined. Wait, does, does Stevenage not get two for Mark Sampson? No, they haven't sacked him yet. Okay. And it would be the team that beats them next would get the point. Oh, okay, You can't just like... Really? Yeah, there's no... There's no well, that seems to be Arsenal's ploy at the minute. Well... Yeah, if you want to like give points to Man United for your sacking, well done. But then you give them points to Manchester United. So, double-edged sword there, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. In any case... Yeah, I really don't want to lose to Man United. Yeah, don't do that. It's I don't bad. think I could ever go back into work. <laughs> You'd have to look at all those people in the eye and go, Yeah, I lost to Man United. Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening. So, time to get the brains on, lads. It's time for the stat attack. Are you ready for the stat attack? Sure. No. I've got a quite... A, a, this one could be quite tough is actually. So I'm not going to help you out in any way. The first one is... Manchester City defeated Watford 8-0 this weekend. Mm-hmm. But which team still holds the record for the biggest win in the Premier League? 
Um, we bet Middlesbrough 11, no, 9 nil once, but I don't know if that was Premier League or whether that was Johnstown playing trophy round trees. Carling for round trees could be at. Neil, have you got a pick? Uh, wasn't, no. Wasn't there an 11 nil or an 11 or 9 is the number I'm going with. But there is a 9 nil result. That's the one I'm looking for. I, I, I do know I know this, but I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. Is it Liverpool? You're no. going for are you going for Liverpool? No, I'm not. Fuck. I think it's is it Forest? Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Arsenal versus Nottingham Forest. Not Forest. Or not Forest. No, it is Premier League, not Premier League. Premier League, yes, not first division. I'm specifically asking for oh, Premier League. Okay. Fuck. Who played Derby? <laughs> Everyone. Uh, <laughs> Everyone won against Derby. Thirteen nil? Was there a thirteen nil? No, the the result is oh, nine nil. I'll oh. go with Manu. You go for Manu? Rachel? So I give it an answer. I'm giving fucking loads of answers. I'm gonna go fucking Arsenal. You're going for Arsenal. So I can tell you that the result was a nine nil win against Ipswich Town, and it was by Manchester United. Neil yeah. gets it. So bad luck there, Neil. Or great even. So yeah, bad luck. I actually won points on Manu. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Feels so dirty. Yeah. One, the one piece of that's uh, not coming off. <laughs> the pain of it all. Stunned out in that rain. <laughs> yeah. I hope you can hear us over that fucking uh, tsunami we're getting here. Mm. Well, I mean, Tropical storm. Yes, yeah, indeed. Storm. Cl- climate change is a bitch. So, stat hack number two. Which English team had failed to score more than once in 30 competitive games until this weekend? In the English like Football League and Premier League. Failed to score? Yes. Since when? Uh, in the last 30 competitive games. 30 games? Yes. Oh, I... This is going to be someone like... This is a team you would know. I'm going to say like... Like Sunderland or Portsmouth or one of them that was... Oh, yeah, Sunderland. I'll go with Sunderland. Neil's going for Sunderland. I know. You can go with the same fucking... You can say the same Yeah, thing. but I know, like, it's... You but you're one of them already, Rachel, you know? Just have to... You have to hedge take a risk. Fuck it, I'll go Sunderland. You're both going for Sunderland. You reason well, but unfortunately the correct answer is Huddersfield Town. Oh. They they have scored two goals today for the first time in 31 games. Hell. Unfortunately, they still lost 4-2 to West Brom, so bad luck there. <laughs> were they in the Premiership? Yes, they were in the yeah, Premiership last season. Mm. They, they had quite... the blue and white stripes. Yes, that's them. Oh, yeah. They were the Terriers. They were the good boys. <laughs> oh yeah, I liked them. Yes. <laughs> that, that worked out well for them, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, are you sure you're not the jinx in the group here? Like? <laughs> I liked them. I liked them. I liked their jerseys when they were in my fantasy football team. Oh, oh god. And they had a very nice name in Kashunga. I like him. Yeah. He sounded like a cash trouser or something. So, uh, start attack number three. Red Star Belgrade were one of two teams who failed to register a shot on target in the Champions League this week. Who were the other team? No, they scored. Two, actually. Mm. (sighs) Real Madrid. Neil? Fuck, that might be it. Yeah, I'll go with Real. You're both correct. Yes! Well done. Fucking yeah. Yes. Uh, not a shot on target. Even the bell one didn't count because it was a deflection. Oh, man. So, bad luck there. Next up then, start attack number four. Erling Haaland, son of Alf Inge Haaland. Oh. As you look at Roy Keane giving out fuck on the screen. Small world. Unit. Became the third youngest player to score a hat-trick in the Champions League. Who are the two youngest? Oh. Raul. And? Rooney. So. Raul and... I'm going to say Rooney. So Ray's going for Rooney, you're going for Rel. I need one more from both of you. Youngest. Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. So you're both going for Ronaldo? Yeah. Oh, you're... That's... It's... You got the right answer between you. Um, Ronaldo is not the right answer, but Raul and Wayne Rooney is. Ah! So you yeah, both got half. It? You got both got half point there. Okay, that's not so, too bad. It goes to the last set attack, lads. Well, that was one point each because it would have been two if we got both of them. No, half points. <laughs> it's 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 competitive, lads. Between <laughs> the two of us. Are you taking like Italian for the season? I haven't, but we should. I, for it's that attack, I really should be doing stats on this. <laughs> yeah. I really should be. <laughs> <laughs> Any case, we don't even take our own stats on stat attack. No, because they're all going to be wiped out by the time you get to them. Mm-hmm. 
So, the last stat attack, and this is probably the hardest one I've done, because I don't think you'll get this. Okay. Who created the most chances for their team in the first match day of the Champions League? And eight chances in total. Is this eight oh, player? Eight? One player, yeah. Created eight chances for their team. It's some obscure motherfucker, isn't it? That's why it's uh, so difficult. I don't know. Why is the eight minutes I stayed awake for the Napoli game versus Liverpool... There was someone cracking shots. Um, could not think of anybody's name on that team. Does Hamshik still play for Napoli? He does. Never played for Ham- <laughs> Napoli. Um, Nobody knows. I don't know. I love this rambling musing to herself. This is fucking brilliant. We're getting a real, getting a real peek into the fucking... Are there Inter Milan in there? We're getting a real peek into the dream factory here. We are. <laughs> and here we see the sleepy Rachel in her natural habitat. Talking to herself. Does Hamzik play sky. for Napoli? Hamzik. Hamzik. We are as a ham sandwich. Does he ask for her? Does he ask for me? Does he used to have mad hair? Oh my god, mad hair. No one has mad hair. Grealish, that prick. Does Grealish know he's a prick? <laughs> He'd have to know he's a prick. Yeah, it must get said to him all the time. Yeah, like... Although he must probably think it's like part of like... Irish. Like a greeting. No, part of like a greeting. It's like, hello, my name is Jack Grealish. I'm a prick. Hello, my name is Jack Reader, so I'm a prick. <laughs> but he, he would do that, but it would be in a Birmingham accent. <laughs> I'm a prick. Oh, I'm going to go with Di Maria. I'm going to go Di Maria. Rachel. Because I think that might have happened when PSG absolutely mauled Real. Oh, fuck it, I'll go Hamshik. <laughs> Marek Hamshik. Um, well, bad luck from you, Rachel, because Marek Hamshik does play for Napoli, but he wasn't playing against Liverpool, oh. so you automatically lose. Neil, you reason well for Angle de Maria, but it's not the right answer. Would you believe creating eight chances for Atletico Madrid was Kieran Trippier? Yeah. He created eight chances, the most of anybody in the Champions League this week. Fuck. He's a former sports player. We're never going to guess him. Never. But that's why I said it was the hardest out attack. pick someone who wasn't playing, then go for him. Well, yeah. that was obviously the case, and it didn't work, did it? I went for somebody who doesn't even look human. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's hard, that being friends. So, um, Neil? He looks like he should be haunted by Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's an insult I've ever heard it. So, guys, that's the Stat Attack Neil wins again this week. Um, moving on to our new segment, Europe Vision. Great woo for us. Yeah. Because we did great. Yes, we well, did. Similar depths of my fucking shame spiral. So the way this works is, <laughs> instead of doing like a rundown like we do with the uh, Premier League, we're just basing on a rattle through the results. Really good we are, we are going to talk about all the, any, the Same UK clubs. Segment, yeah. <laughs> the way we're going to work it is, I'm going to rattle through the results, and if you've seen the match, tell me all about it, basically. Oh yeah, I'm going to just straight away say I have not seen... I saw eight minutes of Liverpool versus Napoli and I thought Hamshik was playing. Well, that's funny you should mention that because my first game on my list here is Napoli 2, Liverpool 0. So um, tell me about the eight minutes you've seen. Okay, so I purposely sat on the floor of my kitchen so that I wouldn't... Fa- it was uncomfortable enough that I wouldn't fall asleep. And what happened? I saw eight minutes before falling asleep. You see, this, reason- this might sound mad to you guys, but this is par for the course for Rachel. She does this all the time. Um... Well, it was really good. It was end to end at this. It was nil all, uh, from what I saw. But it was end to end, and there was some great passages of play. Mm. And then I fell asleep, and I woke up, and the stream was yeah. down, and Liverpool had lost. Yeah, yes. Napoli basically did what most teams have been trying to do against Liverpool, uh, but only they did it really, really well and yeah. succeeded in, which is exploit the sheer amount of space that Alexander Arnold and Robinson leave yeah. behind them. So, the reason you were saying about Napoli there was, yeah. They were spoiling all of our space. We made one real mistake in our lineup was was playing Robertson because he picked up a little bit of a knock in training after Newcastle, mm-hmm. and it was basically fifty fifty. But 
the real like what we really should have done was played Milner at left back because I think he would have been a bit more solid than Robertson because he, he, Robertson was playing grand the problem was that he didn't have 90 minutes in him he had 70 yeah. and that's when Napoli really kind of kicked into gear because they were soaking up all of our pressure and yeah, Koulibaly yeah we were the goals for like what 83rd and yeah it was just when the team were just exhausted like you know because the, the penalty the Mertens penalty came from Robertson sticking his leg out and, yeah. and Mertens like, obviously took the penalty and then he Llorente. Had to, he had to delete his profile on Twitter because of the abuse he got. Yes, but it's not. I don't think that's from the Liverpool fans. I think that's from the Scottish fans from the week before, and mm. um, with the with the national team. So I don't. I think that's a bit of a, a bit of a fake news on that one. I could be wrong because I'm I'm one to defend Liverpool Twitter all the time because they're you know terrifying. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a Napoli do kind of have our number from all the times we played them because they like Carlo Ancelotti is a genius. Like he knows how to beat you anywhere, any team you come across, he has them tactically. It's all down to the players. But now he has like the like the likes of Insigne and the likes of uh, actually even like the players like Mertens and and, and Lorente. They're his type of players because they're very tactically smart. Yeah, you know, they're they're players you could literally like. They play as if they're almost on rails. Exactly, yeah. As in, you know, I guarantee you, like, if you were to superimpose their heat maps over the lines that they draw on the whiteboard, mm. they'd probably Oh, it's dead it. on, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because when you tell them, you go, you, you run 14 yards this way, and then you cut in 7 yards to your right, and then you run forward 3 yards, and then left yeah. 5 yards. <coughs> They'll actually do it. Jeffy Gardens, yeah. you know, they're robots almost. Yeah, it's great. No, they're, they're a solid team, and I'm actually glad, like, at least in our group, they will get to the next round of the Champions League. They deserve to because they are such a good team. They're very, very good. Uh, and Kulabali is just a fucking tank in defence. When he's not, like, ludicrously shanking the ball into his own net. Yes, that doesn't help matters at all. Did you see his own goal this season? Um, no, I haven't, no, actually. I haven't. Oh, man. It's like he, he, go, he goes to clear it and hits it with like the side of his ankle. Oh, it's like a proper Richard Dunn oh, own goal. Yeah. yeah. Like, prop, like if it'd be, if it'd I don't be, like that reputation that Richard Dunn No, he's, he's, he's just a real Cavalier defender. That's the way he is. Yeah. yeah. Same with character. It's character. worse. He's a Cavalier defender. That's, that, that implies recklessness. No, it implies that that game again when he beat all of Russia. Yeah, that's true. Like, and not even the team, the Russian team, all oh, of Russia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, Putin, he, yeah, he, he had Putin in the headlock for like yeah. two hours. <laughs> and went, bye. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, the other game in that group B then was Salzburg 6, Genk 2. Salzburg, Salzburg were pretty good. Um, Haaland scoring a hat-trick, as I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, other players you've never heard of, Huang. Um, Shabalazai, I think it is. Yeah, Shabalazai. He's a uh, uh, Hungarian, I think, and Ulmer. Uh, How dare you assume I don't know these players? Yeah, I know. You're right. I'm, I'm trying to keep an eye on these players. I don't like the inference that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on these players because I've noticed that we tend to keep getting Salzburg alumni. He's like, yeah. they're like our European Southampton, so yeah. I'm just keeping an eye on the lads in the future, you know. Um, Gank, bad luck. Um, obviously, we, don't, we haven't seen the match. Group F then was Inter Milan, Slavia Prague, which was one all. Really shit game. Saw some of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Inter Milan are not as good as people think they are. No. And Sit they haven't been for many, 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 many years. They are a shit team for wankers. Indeed. Slavia should have beat, should have uh, won this game, actually. They should have made it 2 0. I think either VAR or uh, Handball ruled it out, yep. which is a shame. Uh, I had eyes on Dortmund and Barcelona. I wanted to watch that match. I'm glad I didn't because they ended nil all. Um, so that, that's actually crazy. I'd have lost my fucking house on that. Oh yeah, that I was, was like a three-three nil all. I was going like fucking. There will be goals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Leon won. Zenit won in Group G. Benfica won. Red Bull. Uh, sorry, <coughs> Deep River Rock Leipzig two. Disgustingly flavoured. Uh, Club, Club Orange. Club Club Fanta. Melted trees. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then in, gr- in Chelsea's group then Ajax beat Lille 3-0 with all the players that are left at Ajax and Chelsea lost 1-0 to Valencia a Rodrigo Moraes goal which Valencia going through all the shit that they're doing domestically yeah well done to them yes exactly they are yeah they're going down a storm <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite literally yes they're, going down, they're literally circling the drain yeah. the drain we consider that manager got sacked because the owner didn't like the cut of his jib yep probably I don't like his moxie indeed in Group A then, on Wednesday, we had a nil-all classic between Club Bruges and Galatasaray, which is probably all they deserve. Uh, and then we were talking about PS3-3, Real Madrid nil, which I did watch. Um, and I'm kind of jogging back on the point you made during the handle cod, this is the most organised I've ever seen PSG. Because well, they only ever really turn it on for European games, well, because like they're so crap at home. Yeah, well, no, I, I don't. I don't consider the domestic games. They're so you, you unbelievably them, dominant yeah. at home that they can just literally phone it in. Like, oh yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, so, you always you'll judge them on the merits of the European. They're, they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to win it though, and because the they're not going to. They're not going to win it. Yeah, okay. Purely because when Neymar and Mbappe and or Cavani can come can come back in, they will come back in, 
and then all that mad, brilliant cohesion that you saw in that game will be replaced with chaos. It's yeah, exactly the same. Uh, with Spurs Spurs play so much better without Kane yeah so much fucking better because they have multiple attack threats you don't know who's going to fucking score mm. they can hit you from any angles all this brilliant thing Kane comes back in and everything has to go through his ugly mush yeah and you just you know what's going to come you know what you're going to get and they play so much more one dimensionally I no I totally agree never seen PSG play better never seen them play more solidly uh, never seen play with as much flair as well. It's the midfield. The, the third it, goal you were saying they played like two one twos. It was two one twos and it was Gana Gay doing all the work. Exactly, and it was just brilliant. But that that all goes mm. the yeah, instant Neymar or Mbappe comes in. Yeah, Everton. Yeah. Everton and Villa. Yeah. yeah. Who did I say? Uh, Gana Gay. You said you thought it was Liverpool. Oh was yeah, Everton. I meant Everton. Sorry. Yeah, you were close enough. Yeah. Just the other side of the mercy. <laughs> yeah, close enough geographic. No, no, he did nothing in the Premier League. Oh no, he was brilliant for Everton. Oh, he held that Everton midfield up like, seriously. But That's now, crazy. granted, I think in the he got relegated with Villa, which is his start in the in the Premier League. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but and he was he was always well rated. He got a big move to PSG. Yeah, and I think it's because he's again he's one of those players that plays in the position no one likes, the number six. Yeah, and then but he was so good at it. He was so good at tactical fouls, breaking up play, and running through. And he obviously has no goals to reflect for it, but. I was going to make that point. That's, that, that's yeah. why. Exactly, yeah. You didn't make me any points. Until <laughs> okay, there we yeah, go. Yeah, and it was Everton as well, so you were, it was a double yeah, fault. Yeah, double, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going desperately trying to ship or Charles and I'm like, fuck it. Oh, big time, yeah. I, I, I think I only have Dinya in my team and that's only for the goals. You know. And that's not happening. <laughs> and, that's, and that's not happening anymore. So yeah, he's, you can sing your fucking hook at home. But, uh, I love it. The only Everton player you have for the goals is it, a defender. Yes. But he scores quite a lot of goals, <laughs> is the thing. Any case, um, the PSG team, yeah, much of your point, so much more organised. They they identified the main problem with them last season against us specifically was that they have no midfield. Yeah. It was all number 10s. Yeah. Now they've got in Ander Herrera. Yeah. Now they've got in, in particular, Idrissa Gay, who, holy shit, makes their midfield so much more intimidating yeah. because he's everywhere. He plays the county role and does it exceptionally well. And the great thing is that they still they, they play a similar system to us, the 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. And all they have to do then is put Di Maria in central midfield and be the number 10, or Sarabia, or Paredes. They have so many options in there. And the casting is, even with like the, because I think they had a, what can I call it? Oh, Icardi as well now. Yeah, Mauro Icardi, yeah. You see, I, I, would, I, would re- I would be fascinated to see how he fits in now when the three players come back, because would he be a better fit? You fit no, he fits in on the bench. No, but if, if would he be a better replacement for either Neymar or Cavani? Is probably what a better replacement. Uh, be probably replacement. Cavani, I think. He'd probably a better replacement for either of them. Yeah. Because uh, he's better than Cavani because... A bit more industry as well. He's more industry and also he's not as injury prone. Yeah. And he's better replacement for Neymar because he actually gives a shit and he's not a prima donna bitch. Indeed, yeah. So, yeah, really enjoyed that game. Um, Speak your mind, Neil. Don't pull back. <laughs> yeah. My therapist isn't telling me to, uh, you know, speak my mind more. So, I'm just... I'm going to go with that. Yeah, do. It's great. It's healthy. It's great that you have an outlet now. It's fine. And people listen to it. So, Group B then had Olympiacos holding Spurs with two-all draw. By all accounts, accounts Olympiacos should have won this game. Yes. And Spurs yeah, very much got away with it. They were 2-0 down at one point. Yeah. Oh, it was very much against the run of play. Yeah. And uh, the guy that hold, held them to a draw was former West Ham player Matthew Valbuena. Remember him? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, a Spur, he's at Olympiacos now. And in that group as well, uh, Bayern Munich beat uh, Red Star Belgrade 3-0. Kings of Coman scoring a goal without getting racially abused, which is great. Uh, group C then, we'll wrap it through this fairly quickly. Uh, Dino Zagreb was a 4-0 win. Uh, Matthew Orsic hat-trick, keep an eye on him for a future. And uh, Man City, uh, they won 3-0 against Shakhtar Donetsk. Boring, boring bastards. What's the Snapchat now? Something about connecting to the earth or something. <laughs> connecting to the earth and finding your inner self or something. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> Hashtag live, laugh, love. Oh, my God. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Group D then was a uh, two-all draw between Atletico Madrid and Juventus. Uh, I'd say that was a fantastic match. Actually. It looked fantastic anyway. Um, Quadrado Matuidi playing scoring for Juventus, which is kind of weird. You wouldn't expect the goals off them. Nope. Especially Quadrado, because I thought he was deleted. Um, <laughs> I thought he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, tidy game all around, it seems. Didn't watch it. And uh, then the other game in that t- group was a 2-1 win for Lokomotiv Moscow against Neverkusen. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, this Eurovision, or Europe Vision, sorry, TM, um, 
not seen a lot of these matches. The division part has kind of been lost on me. That's the old point of the segment. But granted, I did kind of like ambush you about it on the, t- on the night. I tried to stay awake and I lasted eight minutes of Liverpool now. What you should do... On the floor. Yeah. On the floor. Can you I imagine what she was actually sitting on my couch? at a 90 degree angle to the rest of my body. Okay, well we got the Europe ver- version right and not the vision part. We, yeah. we, we, we can fix it in post. Next week, next time the Champions League is on, you'll watch a match, right? I, I can't, no, I can't guarantee. I can't guarantee this. Okay, <laughs> pick a match and try and stay awake. And, and at least review... Up we'll set her up with like a bag of amphetamines. Yeah, ketamine, yeah. Don't mean... I really so. think this need, like I need to start on that. <laughs> I this, think, like, this whole I speed medi- thing that the kids can are into. Can I get a medically prescribed dosage of speed? No, that doesn't. <laughs> that didn't work until the nineteen twenties, I think. I need to stock up on mango loco. Yeah. That's that, that, we're not sponsored, by the way. So let's give what the people they <laughs> yeah, want. Uh, let's free stuff. Yeah, let's. If let's, you want to give us free mango loco. Yes. Give I us all of it. Just hook it to my veins. <laughs> and then you get your vision in its in a full and living color. Like without without the narcolepsy. Parallel. <laughs> all what all football matches happening in one time all of one brain that's, that's what we'll do with clockwork orange this shit mm, yes anyway uh, let's have the Europa League shall we oh sure uh, Frankfurt nil Arsenal 3 good results for all round yes. yes very well done clean sheet Martinez did great yeah Saka was unreal very much got a start today because of it mm-hmm. yeah two, assi- two one goal and two assists uh, fucking uh no, not recent. Also, Willock gave Willock. a great goal. Yeah. Well, deflected, but actually, Saka was for his work yeah. ethic. Yeah, Saka was debut goal. I mean, holy fuck for a debut goal. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he just takes it, or kind of steps inside the defender and just bends it in the far corner. Yeah. And you just know the instant the ball leaves his foot, you just know, oh, he's got that. So yeah. One of those ones. Absolutely. Yeah. You know when he just hits it, and he doesn't even. He just gives it just enough swaths to take it around the keeper's hand. Mm. And then in on the inside of the post. Nice like, one, yeah. Oh, suits you, sir. Suits like, you, sir. And we, we went out with a really good tactical idea of how to... Like, this was a, probably our toughest game of the draw. Yeah, the, away definitely, Away to yeah. Frankfurt. And we did really well. Like, we tactically got spot on. They were... Okay, I say spot on, but like they did have, like, nine chances in, like, the first half where mm. to our four or something ridiculous. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, this is where... It's one of those... This is one of those games where, like, the amount of shots on goal that we allow has become a pretty much big thing. But, like, I watched this game, obviously, um, and a lot of their shots didn't even land in the same hemisphere mm. as the fucking... Yeah, there was, you were letting the shots, but they weren't uh, on like, target well, Not such. even that, but if somebody balloons it like 50 yards over... And that's not even an exaggeration. Some of them were literally going 50 yards over the goal. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Why should I stop that? How would I stop that? What do I fucking get the BFG in here? <laughs> you know, like... And not Per Mertesacker, the actual one the, from the Roald Dahl novel. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, how, why even bother stopping that, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a lot of... So they but they, oh, they they did actually have nine shots on target by the end of it, which is a problem. Mm. Uh, which is kind of the counterpoint. Martinez to my did things. really well. Yeah, Emmy um, Martinez was brilliant. Um, he claimed almost every high cross they slung into the box. Mm. So they started firing them in low, and he was diving in and getting them low as well, Good. which was fucking brilliant. Even when he had to like dive to an opposition player's feet, mm. and in those kind of circumstances, you re- it's really dangerous because you're diving, so your hands are going towards the ball. Your head isn't. Yeah. So you can't defend. You're literally diving in with your fucking head, unprotected, and you're just gonna have to hope that you don't get fucking the head milled off. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. no. It was really, really good. Good stuff. Our good youngsters stuff. performed really well, and we looked really, really dangerous on the counter. Yeah, we did have Alba play the whole ninety, which people were worried about in terms of just. Getting well, he he doesn't need. He doesn't need a rest, Rachel. It's fine. Also yeah. needs a rest. He's played seven minutes. Seventy-one. Seventy-one minutes. He's, he's, been, there, he's been there seventy-one he, minutes. He he's wasn't played seven. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> I, I think he actually played. No, quite he played well. really well. He played really well in this game. In this in game. Watford. Yeah. Um, it's just after Sabayas went off, he just wasn't seeing any of the ball. And you can't mm. really do much with the ball without the ball. Um, yeah, no, he was wasn't even in the squad to go to Frankfurt because he was being rested and then wasn't played at all against Villa. Mm. Although Maitland-Niles getting sent off, I'd like to assume may have done something with that. But that was in the 40th minute. No, I don't. I don't no. Yeah, fair enough. The other English teams then, um, Braga beat Wolves 1-0 in a, t- in a game. I guess Wolves should have won by the counts. But I know, I like Braga. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> I, and I know who they are. 
That's that's a start, isn't it? Mate, you should watch a bragger game next time for your vision. No guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> the look of fear in her face. No, the ass is watching that. The look of resentment. No. The look of like. You messaged us during the week, and like I've got this great idea for the podcast, and yes. we all need to watch a match. I never signed up to do this. <laughs> You're all voted two to one. It's a democracy. That's how it works. <laughs> Brexit means Brexit. Eurovision means Eurovision. <laughs> Um, uh, and the other obviously English uh, team was Man United who beat Kazakhstan outfit 1-0 at home thanks to Mason Greenwood didn't even know that happened to by all accounts Man United were not great I, I but they got the results when I thought they were talking about like Alex Greenwood over Leon no no like, it was oh what did she do and then like, I don't know who this guy is yeah and then no. I stopped... it's a shit hot youngster coming through their youth ranks and he's um, really really good I, he, I'm yeah, a big fan of Greenwood he, a lot of pace he's, apparently like, he's just an unbelievable finisher what was it he's got he's he had 30 goals in the under 23s. Yes. 15 of them were his left foot, and 14 of them were his right foot. Nice. And he had one header. Yeah, he's so, really good. He's yeah. a real type of player. If they, if, again, if if United had the right structure in charge, like United yeah. would have cashed it. Well, not cashed in, but the, he, this guy would be running the team Rashford style a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Maybe you will. A Manchester United supporting friend of mine said he's the most two footed player since uh, Santi Casola. Yeah. Ooh. And to uh, to wrap mm-hmm. this up, then we'll talk about the, the Scottish side. Celtic drew one all with Wren, and Rangers Wren, Wren or Rem? Wren, okay, Sadrone, okay. and uh, Rangers okay. beat Feyenoord one nil. Fucking hell! Yeah, okay. thanks to Shea Ojo. Rem, yeah, in Arsenal jerseys. That's very similar to Arsenal jerseys. Yeah, uh, well, this is Wren, so, so it's not Reams. So this is how I know, yeah. as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, this is how I know other teams. <laughs> like, that, that is a future it, quiz, isn't it? Like, it's it is. Alkmaar, Ajax, Braga, and Rem. There you go. They're yeah. so proud of that. They're, they're, they're I, I love how proud of you. Of you yeah, yeah. Fleetwood Town. <laughs> yes, for Fleetwood Town, well known for having uh, Joey Barton and Chet Evans on the books there. That's yeah, it. I didn't say I liked them. <laughs> I just know them. <laughs> they're infamous. I just not, know they exist. Uh, yes, exactly. So, guys. Shall we wrap this podcast up with a blockbuster? So, Blockbuster tonight is a real quick one, although it's based inspired mostly off the uh, Norwich Man City result. It is, what is your favourite upset in football history? Ooh, so many. Now, what I'm kind of d- describing as an upset here is a team, like underdog, big team, and the underdogs win outright. I'm going to go Ireland in 2002 versus Germany. That was a one-all draw, wasn't it? I don't know, Robbie Keane scored a fucking, like, Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a one-all, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go with that, because that was just, that was what made me kind of like, oh my god, football is awesome! Yeah, that, where was that match on? It was like 2am or something, wasn't it like 6am? I know, I was allowed to stay up for it, whatever time it was on, whether it was early in the morning or whether it was late at night, I yeah. can't remember. I was the same though, because I remember like, either getting the highlights in the morning or the, or was it at night? I can't remember now. I remember the Cameroon game I woke up for, which is like 6am. The Saudi Arabia match was during like a school day, so we all got off school for was, the day. Was it? Oh yeah, we actually got the day off school. Was it that? Oh, was it that the, te- the teacher rolled in the TV so we could watch yeah, it? Yeah, same, same with us. Was that the Germany match? And that was the bit where I was like, oh my God, football can make me miss class. Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I just got cheat codes to the fucking universe. Yeah, it was like, this is amazing. This is like... Mm. Yeah, and then Robbie Keane, like the whole thing with like Saipan and like Roy Keane, and yeah. he obviously played for United, and I was like, oh, he's a, he's a prick. Yeah. And I was only just kind of start like I, I was an Arsenal supporter because my dad was an Arsenal supporter. Yeah. But this was the kind of t- around the time two thousand and one, two thousand two was around the time I properly, week in week out started following Arsenal and. Like writing down in my notebooks, like the stats and yeah. like proper geeking out on it. 
and I didn't like Roy Keane, but the fact he played for Ireland, I was so conflicted. And then yeah. this whole thing happened, and I was like, oh my god! And then we went out against Germany, and Robbie Keane scored, did his tumble, and like it, it was. was just, what I love about it was the Mick McCarthy celebration. It was just like, oh holy shit! <laughs> it's just like, what the fucking hell am I supposed to do with my hands? This is brilliant. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with that one as my big upset. When you look back at that, that team we had was so fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, from top to bottom, it was, like, one of the best teams we're ever going to have. Mm-hmm. Like, if these if these kids were getting now in the under-21s, if they really come through, we might have another golden generation, but they're not going to be given and Well, they won't, because it's the FAI. Yeah, good point. Neil, have you got a bit more favourite upset in football I'm going to go far more recent to last season's Champions League. And Ajax putting out Real Madrid. Nice one. That's a really good shout. In particular, match. the second leg, um, they went in 2-1 down in yeah. the first one. Uh, nobody gave them a cat in hell's chance. I certainly didn't. Mm. Uh, and then Real proceeded to piss themselves. Uh, they got a man sent off as well at one point. Uh, they yeah, they did. Yeah. At one point, yeah. and they lost 4-1. It was, Ram- it was Ramos got sent off. I think so. Yeah, it was Ramos. Yeah. So. He's a prick. Yeah, he's a prick. Um, hope he dies. I don't mean to be too personal, but I do wish that. No, I hope he does. <laughs> so, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We never forget what happened to Salah. Yeah. Um, no, it was just fantastic. Uh, they won four one, and they absolutely could have won more. They it was outclassing a Real Madrid side, and the whole even the Bernabeu were applauding. Yeah, That's how good they, they were. Absolutely, just smoked Real. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Mm. Yeah. It was yeah. really, really good. I re- I was in the Harbour Master watching that. I think. Yeah. And I was just, there was like a group of people from like other people's work mm. standing there and I was meant to be mingling because my first time meeting half of them and I just stood there watching the TV, ignoring all of them and screaming at the television. <laughs> and it was brilliant because they all joined <laughs> That in. is most of my socialising. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah it sounds and it was right. great. It was just absolutely fantastic. I was just pissing myself laughing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. My favourite upset, um, I felt like going for the 4-0 win against Barca, but... I don't I don't know if that kind of really, really works as like an underdog, like a small team against big team setup. So when I'm going well into the archives here, I'm going to go back to nearly twenty twelve for this. Um or twenty thirteen, I can't remember. It was in the League Cup, right? And Swansea eventually won the League Cup, but the team they're facing in the final was Bradford City, who were in League Two at the time, right? And my upset is their semi final win against Arsenal. So this was this was peak like banter era Arsenal where you guys had you guys Shamrock Arshavin Andre Santos um, Karlstrom Bentner Danielson yeah you had Almunia in who was scared of fucking ghosts this was like the this was the funny Arsenal we all grew we all grew up and loved with but this is thing with bootlaces Arsenal oh both totally yeah. But the thing was that Bradford had been picking up scalps all throughout the competition. Yeah. They started off in round one. And I think they had beaten... Every team they had um, drawn was a league above them and they had beaten them. So it was League One, League One, Championship, Premier League, Championship. And they, to be fair to them, they avoided a lot of the big runners like Man City and, and Liverpool and Chelsea at the time. But Chelsea, but Swansea um, took a big scalp off Chelsea at the time in, that, in the other semi-final. So the whole league cup was a complete mental experience because Swansea who were only who were second league second um, season in the in the Premier League they had Mikel Laudrup in charge because he because Sharkey took over at Liverpool so they had beaten Chelsea not fancy to beat them but then Eden Hazard kicked the ball boy got sent off oh. and the and the whole tide turned and Arsenal had drawn Bradford which of course you guys presumably would have been delighted if I knew you at the time with it because uh, <laughs> you know League Two side guaranteed to go to Wembley right Wrong. You got the home tie, ended nil all, and then it went to uh, oh, what's the name of the Victory Parade? I think it is. I can't, it's something like that. I can't recall. Um, big huge stadium. First time they had a sellout in the stadium. It was like thirty two thousand or whatever it is. Gone there. Uh, Arsenal brought had some brought some reserves to the t- to the match. Didn't believe that they were going to be pushed all the way, and Bradford won one nil, I believe, from a penalty. I think it was Naki Wells, who's now at Burnley, I think. So he was actually the big winner from that campaign he got like a big money move to somewhere I can't recall but it was I remember watching that and just going like I remember sitting down and going Bradford going to win this like it's just written in the stars like they've, they've been taking scouts all these other teams and then finally this lead to semi-professional outfits are just going to 
walk over this Arsenal side. You know what, Jonathan? I think I'd wipe this from my memory on purpose, and I really do not thank you for bringing that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it did definitely happen. Take my word for it. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Swansea like, beat them four 0 the, the reason why, the reason why I'm like, yeah, I, I got rid of this memory from my brain bank. Yeah. Uh, for a reason. Brain bank. Uh, but like. Here, you know I that Rachel, it's a real brain bank. <laughs> dun 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 dun. From my brain bank because you couldn't come up with the fucking word memory. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel has run out of memory. She's now running on brain bank. <laughs> Brain bag. Brain <laughs> bag. Yeah, no, um, thanks for that. You broke me. You've broken when you got here. Yeah. We've been recording this podcast through, of, through an Arsenal match. And through, now, we're, through a mental We're picking up the fucking remnants. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. on that note, guys, thank you for listening to the Liquid Football Podcast. Um, join, feel free to hassle us on social media on, at Monday Madness LP. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you like. If I you mean, also have a brain bank, you y- would like us on. Yes, <laughs> if you have a brain, follow our, us on Spotify. Our, our, that, that's that's much better. Yeah, but I realise we have been doing this podcast for nearly a month and a half, and I haven't pimped out the YouTube channel, which is the main outlet of the cha- of the fucking system. Yeah, and that shows you how shit I am on social media, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, in any case, guys, thank you for listening to our podcast. We'll see you uh, next time, hopefully for extra time show. We'll see how it goes. Until then, see you later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.